Hi, I'm Lisa, and being relentless means never giving up and always pursuing your dreams. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very special edition of the Relentless Podcast. For the first time ever on the podcast, I'm very, very excited to have one of the young people that we work with at UCAN Youth Services here to tell her story and to talk about being part of UCAN Youth Services and to hopefully give everybody just a, a little glimpse into the life of one of the many, many, many young people that we work with. So very excited to have Lisa here. Lisa, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was kind of short notice and I appreciate doing it so short notice. We don't know each other well. We've, we've met a few times here and there at the office because the staff often say, Kyle, don't go hang out with the young people because I'm not as cool as I think I am. Mm. You're here to, to say different. Am I cooler than I think I am, Lisa? No? Okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for zero. <laughs> um, Lisa, let's talk about you. Let's t- let, how about you tell us your story? Uh, and we're not, We don't need to go hardcore into a lot of stuff that you're not comfortable with, but some stuff that you are comfortable with. Let's talk about it. You were telling me that you were born in Nova Scotia? Yeah, I was born in Nova Scotia, Cape Breton, a little town called Dominion. Um, I grew up there for a little bit and then we ended up moving to Alberta because it's poverty out there. Yeah. And, um, we lived in Alberta all around. Then I moved around a lot, um, province to province, went back to Nova Scotia for a little bit, went to Newfoundland and moved around quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you were with your mom the whole time, right? Yep. Yeah. And your dad too, or just your mom? Um, just my mom. Just mom. And then I think you said stepdad as well came into a picture. Yep. Um, when I was three months old, um, my mom met my stepdad yeah. um, out in Fox Creek. Fox Creek, Alberta. For yeah. Fox Creek. Yeah. And um, then we were together, all three of us were together till I was about 13. Then they separated due yeah. to he lost his job, some stressors. And then I ended up moving with him to Newfoundland. Okay. And then some unfortunate things happened. And then he couldn't raise me anymore. He started doing subsidence. Mm. Um, and then he uh, sent me to my grandfather's, was which was in Nova Scotia. Mm. And then my mom came and got me. And then from then on, it was just me and my mom. Mm. And my mom struggled with um, addiction as well. Yeah. So it sounds like you moved a lot as a kid. Yeah. Right? There wasn't a ton of stabilization. Is that fair to say? Yeah. What was that like for you? That was definitely difficult, especially with schooling, trying to like go from school to school, different districts, different things that they're learning. Um, I actually have dyslexia, mm. um, so it makes it hard for me to read and write. Um, but I actually love reading, mm. and you wouldn't be able to tell by mm. how many books I've read. Yeah. Um, well, you've had to overcome that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving around as much as you did, I, um, and I think it's okay that we, we talk about this because you said it was, is your mom your mom struggled pretty badly with, with, uh, drug addiction, right? Yeah. Must've been tough as a kid experiencing that. Yeah, it was definitely hard, especially when it was only me and her, because I do have four older siblings, but they were all moved out by the time her addiction started when I was about nine. Okay. Um, yeah, tough, tough. Um, 
moving around the way that you did, you ended up settling here in Edmonton. How old were you? Like to, to like, I know you said Edmonton ended up kind of be like, you were here, you were gone, you were here, you were gone, right? But then you really settled in what? Um, honestly, there wasn't a time that we really settled oh, really? in. Um, but when I was um, like, maybe like junior high, like uh, we were still moving away from it, but we'd always come back. It would be within the year two. Yeah. Um, There's no set time that I was just here and here to stay. But I would say like, like my preteens and like teenage me was yeah. here the longest. And then when I was 17, I moved out and I went to Calgary. Okay. Okay. You almost have your high school. You have to do your diplomas, but you did leave school for a while, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. What what grade did, were you, did you leave at? Um, I dropped out in half of the grade um, nine. Grade nine. And that was here in Edmonton? Yeah. Yeah. That was at J.D. Bracco. And then, and then what did you do? You know, like I think that's what, what some people don't understand is when somebody drops out of school in grade nine, what do they do? Did you have a job? Were you just hanging out? Were you just playing video like what were you doing because my mom had her drug addiction i kind of had to take that motherly role mm. and i had to raise her it kind of felt like um i had to make sure like she wasn't spending the rent money she mm. was buying groceries there was food in the house um and then i was acting out because like my mom wasn't being the mom i needed in that moment she right. wasn't being that person i needed she wasn't um, nurturing me and showing me the right right or wrong um, so I was acting out. Um, I did get arrested on a few accounts. Mm. Um, I was doing subsidence. And I was partying a lot. Just trying to like um, dissocialize mm. and dissociate uh, from like what was going on in my home life kind of thing. Um, I did end up going to EYOC. Um, which is Edmonton Young Offender Center. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that scared me straight. <laughs> okay. I smartened up after that. Which is interesting because some young people go there. To me, it does one of two things. It can scare you straight or you just meet uh, other, friends. other criminals mm -hmm. and you get more into the lifestyle, right? But it scared you straight. Mm -hmm. How long were you there for? I was only there for two weeks. Yeah. Um, makes a difference though, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Not a fun place. No. Losing that freedom mm. and... Being going to the washroom when you're told you can go to the washroom, going to sleep when you have to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of pressure on a on a young kid mm -hmm. to be the parent essentially, and to, to look after all those types of things. It makes sense to me why you got into some of that substance abuse, right? So yeah. you you had said to me earlier that um, you know you were doing the drugs and stuff kind of from like 13 to 16, and then and then because of the situation with your mom, you'd said that you, you just hated drugs. Yeah. So you got away, but then you started drinking, right? Mm -hmm. um, so from 13 to 16, I was doing substance um, drugs. And then I would, like would watch like my mom, like downfall. And then it just made me like hate it. And then like watching all my friends, like give a, give up stuff that like, is like, why would you give that up for this? Mm -hmm. um, it just didn't make sense to me. And then I started drinking just like having fun. Um, I didn't realize it was a problem until until I realized it was a problem and I needed it to have fun, needed it to like have a girls night. Like we don't need the drink. Mm -hmm. Like and I don't know, it kind of made me feel like uh, like I was making stupid excuses like why we have to drink. Oh, it's more fun. Okay, right. but now you sound like your mom. Now you sound like you have an addiction. Yeah. You're making stupid excuses. Yeah. So you just quit cold turkey. Just done. Yeah. Were you working at this time? No. Nope. No. So employment-wise, you haven't done a lot of jobs. 
Um, I've, I have had a, quite a few jobs, um, just not for a long yeah, period of time. Yeah, not for a long time though, right? Mm-hmm. But why can't you keep them? Because living experience, like st- stability at home. Yeah, yeah. It's like a big one. This is something we see quite a bit in the young people that come to UCAN is that because of the instability at home, it's very, it is difficult to keep a job. And um, what, what were some of the types of jobs you had? Uh, I worked in a warehouse. Yeah. Um, funny story, I actually got chemical burn in my eyes and it was on WCB. Well, that's not very um, funny, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's why I left that one. Okay. And then um, I worked at Sport Check for a little bit. Yeah. Um, where else did I work? I worked at McDonald's for a little bit. Yeah. And I, I've been a nanny for this family from since I was like 12 mm-hmm. until now. Yeah, so still doing some babysitting here. Mm-hmm. Nannying. Mm-hmm. Nannying is what we'll call it. Um, are you okay if we if we talk about your mom a little bit? Yeah. Your mom passed away... In 2020. In 2020. And it was due to the addictions? Yeah. That had to be very difficult for you. Yeah, it was definitely hard. Um but the last three di- years of her addiction, it wasn't her anymore. So that kind of like helped with her passing away. But at mm. the same time, I just turned 18. That's my mom. Mm. Uh, like, And it was me and her for the longest time and just us. And even though she struggled with her addiction, she still was my mom at the end of the day. And like she still, like we still had that connection. Mm. I, I'm hopeful um, and I know what you can, you, you can, you can get it. I'm assuming you are getting it, but some of that support that you need through your grief and through that process, mm-hmm. right. You've been able to be supported. I'm hopeful. Yep. Yeah. Where, after, um, your mom passed, wh- where did you end up? Where did you go at 18 years old? Um, I actually moved out at 17. So okay. I wasn't living with her at that time and I was already out of the house okay. and living on my own. Yeah. So supporting yourself job to job to job to job. Mm-hmm. Uh, still trying to do a little bit of schooling because you were going to go in to do, was it hairdressing? Yeah. Yeah. So what, tell us about that. Um, so when I was 17, I went back to school and that's how I was getting paid. That's how I was able to pay my rent um, was because I was getting paid to do my high school. Yeah. And then um, after that, I went to go to post-secondary for hairdressing. Yeah. Um, halfway through my, um, nine months, I found out I was pregnant mm. and then, um, I knew I didn't want to do hair for a really long time, but I didn't want to invest all this money into it and then not want to do it at the end of the day. And then I really wanted my high school diploma because that opened so much more doors for me. And I knew if I get my high school n- now, then I don't have to pay for it at that time. So I left and I knew that I would get a lot more resources for being a young mom pregnant at Braymart. Mm. So I left the, my post-secondary, went to Braymart and started getting my high school. I only had a little bit of grade 10 done. I didn't even finish grade 10. And then I finished grade 10, 11, 12, all in six months. Wow. Um, and I just have to now write my diploma. Yeah. Yeah. Braymar is a fantastic program, which is set up for pregnant moms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, unfortunately, you did lose the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've had some some hard things in your life here. You really have. And when I think of the word relentless, which you know we use at UCAN all the time, probably too much to be honest with you, um, You've had to be relentless. You've had a lot of resiliency in your life for such a young person. Where do you think that comes from? Um, probably not wanting to end up like my mom. Mm. That's a big one. Um, 
So wanting to push forward. Um, also, I do have supports, even though they might not be family. Like, I still have, like, lots of supports in the um, the community and stuff. And, like, watching people tell me, hey, Lisa, you're doing amazing. You are doing it. Like, you're doing this. Like, that helps me give me that resilience and, like, okay, we got this. And also, like, I just want better for myself. Yeah, yeah. So how do you get better for yourself? What, what do you have to put into your life to, to, to make it so it's better for yourself? A lot of work. I don't want to be living check to check. I want to stability. Yeah. How did you find out about You Can Use Services? Actually, my therapist um, recommended it to me. Said that I f- she feels like it would be a really good program for me. Okay. And so you checked us out online, right? Is that what you did? Yeah. So saw the website. Yeah. Tell us how you did that. Um, I found your guys' website and then I sent in my resume and then I, um, called the front lady <laughs> and yeah. I definitely harassed her a little bit and I was like, Hey, like just making sure I applied correctly. And she's like, okay, just give me a second. Let me see if we got your resume. Yep. We got your resume. Um, but first she didn't answer. So then I had to call back yeah. and then, um, I tried calling again. And then there was, I went to voicemail and then I called again because I was like, I am talking to someone today. Yeah. And, um, then she picked up and then we went over and then she's like, yep, I got your resume. I'm going to hand it into someone by the end of the day. You should get a text message later on. I was like, thank you so much. And then next day I got a call and it was Natasha. Yeah, yeah. And then I came in for my interview and we really connected and she really advocated for me. Um, and that's how I got into UCAN. You were relentless, eh? You, mm-hmm. you were making those calls, making sure you, I love that story. I think it's great. Um, so obviously you read about what we do and the different programs you do. So you were in the Virto project and, and I'll just talk for a second if that's okay and explain what the Virto, maybe I should let you explain what the Virto project is. So you, it's a pre-employment program for 18 to 24 year olds. Um, and what, do, what, what, in your opinion, what is the Virto project? Um, we, uh, help out youth, um, and we give them all the tools to like get rid of all the barriers in their life, like stability, um, mental health, um, how to have self-sabotage, not how not to self-sabotage, um, and just a bunch of different tools that like schools don't teach and like that every human should have. And like, Mm. um, that maybe some of us have absent parents, so they weren't taught these skills. And you guys just give us the skills to succeed. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great. That's way better than I could have described it. That's for sure. We, uh, You're in a group of, I think your group has 14 of them in there. Yeah. And uh, what's that like, meeting all these new people who are... The way that, that I say it, and I think you're okay with me saying this way, is that uh, like me and like everybody, uh, we are on a, this journey all the time in life of getting our shit together. And that's what you folks are in the virtual project to do. You're there for, for nine weeks in house doing all these workshops and learning all these things. And I like the word you used earlier was stabilizing, right? Really trying to do more stabilization and we're, we're trying to get you ready and willing so that you are then able to go out and get a job and keep that job and keep that job. That's the language I like to hear Lisa. Um, so what's it like working, meeting all these other people? Have you made some friends? Have you, have you, are you connecting with others? It was definitely intimidating being around 14 new people and then plus all the facil- facilitators and yep. like 
then having very vulnerable circles where we talk about how our lives are and stuff. Um, it was very intimidating. Um, but then after a while, we all just like became like this big family. We all have our differences. We all have like um, some similarities and just being able to have that like that group of people that are trying to succeed too and trying to go forward and trying to take their next steps up instead of steps down. Mm. Just having that group is pretty amazing. Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. It's taking steps up instead of steps down. I do think that it... You know, you're never going to connect with everybody, but I do think that everyone connects with a few that definitely can help you get through it, and then you can help them get through it too, which is good. Staff are pretty good at you can too, eh? Mm. Yeah, I know. I know. Who's with you today, Christy? Yeah. Uh, I know, eh? She's no, they're pretty, pretty amazing, though. Pretty, I know, they're amazing. We're joking. They're amazing. What What do you think the biggest, um, what do the staff do for you the most there? Um, they're definitely very supportive. Like, um, the other day I had some really bad news medically mm. and I just wasn't feeling good. I just didn't want to move. I just wanted to stay in my bed and not move. And then the staff were genuinely like concerned for my well-being, and they wanted to do well, well, wellness check on me just to make sure I'm okay. And just like having that and like having someone that's actually genuinely care about like how you're doing, it, it's amazing. And it, like actually having support instead of just like someone going in there nine to five and saying, oh, we're supporting these kids. But no, they're actually supporting us. Yeah, yeah. You you feel like you got people who are going to show up for you, mm -hmm. right? And at the end of the day, everything I'm hearing, you show up every day. So if you show up for yourself, like we want to show up for you too. That's a big thing, mm -hmm. right? And that's about being relentless. I think that you would know that our, our staff are relentless. You know, they're not going to give up on you. Um, but the big thing is we need all the young people to be relentless for themselves, but you're already showing that, you know, you're relentless in getting into the program, you know, you're relentless in being there every day. You've had to be relentless and resilient in your life to get to where you are today. Um, what are you most proud of in your life right now? Um, right now, definitely my level of stability mm. and, um, just having my own home, having my little puppy dog and just mm. our space. And that's where I'm safe. Yeah. Do you live by yourself? Yeah. Yeah. And what kind of dog do you have? I have a miniature Australian oh, shepherd. Cute name. Uh, Nova. Nova. That's awesome. And having that responsibility of taking care of a pet too, mm. right? There's a lot that goes into that, right? But it sounds like you've always been a very responsible kid leading into adulthood right what is the hardest part of this change process like what's the hardest part of getting to you can and 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 doing this work i would definitely say the mental health and like being um not slacking off not being like oh it's okay i just won't go in today and just like not having that mindset and just being like no we got to push through we got to do it and it's just gonna be it's better for us it's this is programs for us. And if we're not going, then it's not um, putting in, if we're not putting any initiative, then it's not going to benefit us. And this whole time was just a waste. So like not less, more or less not putting the mental health on the side burner, but just being able to like manage it and being able to still get in. Well, building a little bit more resiliency, mm -hmm. right? Whenever you're, whenever your mind's going, oh, I don't want to do this today. You have to shift and say, no, I'm going to go do this. This is what I do know we've heard every excuse in the book of why people don't show up. And I will guarantee that most, if not all people, if they don't come to program in the morning, whatever time they get up, 10, 11, noon, 
within an hour of getting up, they're going to feel like a piece of garbage. Mm -hmm. They're not going to feel good. They're going to regret not going to UCAN. If you can push through it and grind through it, get on the bus, get in the car, whatever you got to do to get there, I will guarantee within an hour of being there, you're going to feel really good that you're there. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. There's been a couple mornings that I'm like, oh, I just don't want to go and then just push through it. And then once I'm there doing circle and stuff in such an uplift environment, then my mood uplifts. Yeah, everything changes, right? The Relentless Podcast is brought to you by You Can Use Services, which I am very proud to be a part of. You Can Use Services is an organization that helps young people move out of harm's way and onto a path of economic independence. If you want to learn more about the incredible work that we do with some very vulnerable young people, please go to www.youcan.ca. That's www.youcan.ca. What are you, what are you thinking you want to do? And I, I never ask young people, what do you want to do for your career for the next 20 years? Cause I actually think that's unfair, but what are your goals for when you leave UCAN? I'm going to go write my diploma. Mm-hmm. I write that in August and then I am going to Northwest to upgrade my English dash one. Okay. And then I am going to post-secondary for child and youth care. Oh, you want to get into this line of work. Why? I love helping people and then also with that upbringing and like I want to be able to give back to these kids and like um, just even watching like um, Chrissy like with um, one of our um, one of the youth watching her come out of her shell the youth herself and she's very shy and she doesn't really like talking but as soon as Chrissy comes around her she like lights up and she's like so happy and she starts talking and she's very talkative once and like I want to be that person I want to be able to get people out of their shell and be that support for them and help them. You want to help people move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great aspiration. It's a great goal. It, it really is awesome work. I always feel very honored that I get to be a little, little part of it, right? I don't work with you guys on a daily basis, which I used to do. You know, I miss it quite a bit, but it is an honor to work with people and with young people, in my opinion, and young people in particular, because we get to meet the leases of the world. And we get to, to, to hear your stories of being resilient and, and relentless in your lives to then end up in our program and, and doing so well. What, um, you're going to go to school, but you're going to have to have a job. To, so what type of work are you looking for? Um, I actually have an interview for right after this. Okay. Um, looking in daycares and after school facilita- nice. facilities. And then... Um, also, um, old folks homes and like, um, mm. senior homes. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to work with people mm-hmm. either end of the spectrum. That is awesome. So where's your interview? Do you know, you don't have to say the company, but is it like for a daycare or is it for a senior? It's for a daycare. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. What is your favorite part of the virtual project? Um, probably the circles. Mm. Um, and just like watching other people, like explain, f- explain what the circle is to, to okay. people that are listening. Um, first thing in the morning we go to circle and, um, we just, there's like questions that the facilitators will ask us. And then we go around the circle, everyone answers it and just watching everyone, um, be very vulnerable. And like, um, it's like very, I don't know. It's just uh, watching everyone like, um, see like someone else that's like them and like watching them like light up. It's, I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. We do check in and check out circles every mm-hmm. day. Right. So we start the day with the circle process. We end the day with the circle process. 
And the way it works is there's a talking piece and you, you pass it around. And if you have the talking piece, you talk. And if you don't have the talking piece, you listen. It's a really awesome thing. I've, we've had so many, you might think this way too. We've had so many young people over the years that have said, man, we wish we had these in school, you know, because mm -hmm. then they would have maybe felt a little heard. Yeah, times, exactly. Right? Is that fair to say? Yeah. Do you, um, I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Would you recommend this program to any of your friends or anybody that you know? 100%. Yeah. And if you wanted to tell somebody about it, what would you tell them? Um, that it's a very supportive um, before work um, program that helps you find work and sustain it. And um, I don't know, that's really fun. And you get to do activities and we have fun Friday and it's yeah. just all around a great work environment and you get paid to do it. Yeah, that's an important thing. Earn while you learn. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what, that's what a lot of young people do like about it because it does help build some of that stability, right? Um, everyone in the program makes $15 an hour minimum wage. It's supported through the federal government um, and through the provincial government, uh, as well as the RBC Foundation. We have a whole bunch of folks that, that help us with, uh, with money. We also provide free counseling to all the young people mm -hmm. too, right? Have you accessed that? Um, I've, I've talked to both of the counselors, but I already have um, a regular counselor I've okay. had for the last like three years. Yes, that makes sense. And you obviously stick with, with your therapist, right? Um, but that's one thing that I do love about our program is that the RBC Foundation, as well as the federal government, help pay for us to have free on-site counseling mm -hmm. for the young people, right? Because I think that if you've been going to a therapist for three years, you've actually made a connection with that person. Mm -hmm. They told you about our program, which I think is great. But therapy is so important, isn't it? And it's so expensive. Yeah, it's crazy expensive. So are you like... Obviously, you're you're getting support and some assistance. Or like, which which were you part of children's services? Um. Yeah. yeah. Um. When I was younger, um, I got taken away from my mom for I think it was just like over a year and a half. But mm -hmm. I kept going AWOL. Mm -hmm. um, How old were you? I was. I want to say 16. Okay. So then you were group home in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, but I kept going AWOL and kept running back to my mom. And mm -hmm. then eventually they just like stopped coming. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, but, but now you're able to still access some of those supports, right? Yeah. But you're aging out now, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But have you, have they been supporting you with living? Like you're, in um, no, no. So you um, do all that on your own? Because I went AWOL. Um, I'm not PGO. Mm. Um, so I don't get those supports that I would have if I would have stayed. Okay. Okay. And PGO is permanent guardianship order. And then there's TGO, which is temporary guardianship order, right? That's that for those that, that don't know what that terminology is. Lisa, you've had a pretty, pretty awesome experience at UCAN thus far. Um, you've had a pretty incredible life. You have been resilient. You have been relentless. You're quite an inspiration. Do you ever feel that way? Not exactly. No. But I'm thankful that you can say that. Yeah. I'm here to tell you that you are. Um, I really do believe that in the future, if the path you go down is the child in youth care, you will inspire many. And you'll have impact on many, many, many lives. I really believe that. If you're willing to share your lived experience in a good, healthy way, and if you're willing to, to help these 
these other young people who are going through some some trauma and some things, you're going to be very effective at your job. I'm excited to see what happens. Do you... Um, Do you ever feel like, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Do you ever feel, I don't know what your like whole belief system is and all that type of stuff. Do you feel like it was your, your uh, like destiny, like you're to end up at you can't use services? Um, a hundred percent. I swore that I was put on this world to be um, a helper mm. and um, I've been in a lot of in in instances where I've had to like, um, help other people um, and show them what unconditional love is um, with no nothing in return that's such a cool answer um, yeah that unconditional love piece is tough right it's tough because we live in a conditional world you act this way this happens you act that way that happens uh, but we there are moments that we do need to, to be unconditional and unfiltered yes I think I think you can't pretty unconditional. We have some conditions. Don't show up high. Don't show up drunk. Don't fight. Like all those types of things. So I guess we do have those rules. But in our relentless approach, we're just not going to give up on young people. You know, if you weren't there for a couple of days, we'd be banging on your door, kicking it down if we had to. You know, and I think you realize that. So. Um, Listen, we end every podcast with the relentless quiz. Have you ever heard of it? It's very popular. You've never heard, are you on social media at all? No. Uh, yeah, 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 I'm on social media, but so what do you want? Are you on Instagram stuff? It's all over I'm Instagram. Only Snapchat. Oh, it's all over Snapchat. Oh well. You've never seen it? No. I can't I say I have. That's because I, I don't even know what Snapchat is. Okay. Are you ready? This is gonna determine if you are relentless. All right. Think you're gonna pass? Let's Absolutely. See. Okay, you are because you're confident. Give me one of those. Come on. All right. Fruits or vegetables? Fruits. City or countryside? Mm, countryside. Okay. Dirty bathroom or dirty kitchen? Dirty kitchen. Okay. Salty or sweet? Salty. Fruits, then salty. Isn't that interesting? So many people do that. Morning or night? Uh, morning. Morning. So you get up early? Like what time? Like 5 a.m. What? I have a puppy. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. That's like that's what I call stupid o'clock. Like that's like so early. But you got a puppy. How old is uh, Nova? Uh, she is five. Fifteen oh. weeks. Oh, so she's. Oh my gosh! Like that's puppy, puppy, puppy. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. No wonder you're up that early. Favorite comedy movie. Um, only thing that's coming to my head right now is White Chicks, but probably Step Brothers. So white, I like White Chicks or Step Brothers. I like Step Brothers is unreal, so funny. And you know what? Most people your age love that movie because I got sons in your age and they love that movie. Uh, big party or small gathering? Small gathering. Small gathering. Phone in the bathroom or no phone in the bathroom? Phone in the bathroom. Thank you for being honest. Some people saying that they don't. It's a lie. They say that. Favorite love song of all time? Uh, love Story by Taylor Swift. Oh, do you want to sing a little bit of it? No? <laughs> if you're not watching this, the look on Lisa's face was, you do not want to sing that. Cake or pie? Uh, I don't like either. What? 
Um, yeah, how do you not like cake? Okay, what's your favorite dessert? Cheesecake. That's a cake. Mm. It's but it's a cake. Mm. Cake is in the title of the dessert. <laughs> Cheesecake. It's a it's a cake. All right. Okay. So you like cake? Cheesecake. What kind of cheesecake? Uh, probably strawberry. Nice. Is it just the plain with the strawberry on top, or strawberries mm. in the cheesecake? Strawberries in the cheesecake, nice. or like the one with all the fruit everywhere? Mm. Right. Right. Last one. Describe your relentless podcast experience in four words. Intimidating, um, exciting, new, and I don't know. It's just an overall great experience. Okay, that's awesome. I'm sorry that it was intimidating. Oh, it was a little. Yeah. I've never been on a podcast. Right. And it is a bit nervous to tell your story and stuff, mm-hmm. but you did amazing. I really hope people that are listening are going to get a nice little glimpse into one of the young people that comes to you, Ken. In our virtual, in, our, in one of our day programs, Lisa, you are doing an incredible job for yourself because at the end of the day, this program is all about you. It's not about us. It's about you. And I want to encourage you to continue to show up every day because as we talked earlier, that's important. But you are so worthy of incredible things in your life. You really are. And I think that you know that. And I think that as you continue on with this journey with us and and beyond, you'll continue to know that. You are worth every single thing you get and more. I really do want you to know that. And thank you. My hope is that we can continue. We're going to help you get a job. And then we're going to help you even after you get that job to continue pursuing some of those educational things. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully help you even in the post-secondary stuff. Um, once a you can or always a you can or our doors are always open. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being vulnerable and telling your story. And um, thanks for, for being, you know, cool enough to hang out with me because most young people don't want to anymore. That's another cue for you to go, no, Kyle, you're kind of cool. Can you, are you going to, are you going to give me, any, you're not going to give me anything, are you? Thank you for having me. Okay. Thank you for being here, Lisa. <laughs> I appreciate it, folks. If you want to find out more about the Virto Project that Lisa is a part of, and you can use services in general, you go to our website where Lisa found us at www.youcan.ca. That's Y-O-U-C-A-N.ca. You can go there to learn about our programming. You can buy merchandise that say Relentless on it, and you can donate to such an amazing, worthy cause because there are many leases of the world that we work with, and uh, we need your support. Thanks for listening, and stay relentless, everybody. This series is proudly produced by the team at Road 55. Road 55 creates content that connects. For more information, check our website, www.road55.ca.